Hello and welcome to Pharmacast, the official podcast from the School of Pharmacy at Queen's University Belfast. I'm Dr Dan Corbett, a senior lecturer in digital education here at the school. And this will be the first of two very special podcasts that will centre on experiential learning, which will be taking place within our MPharm programme. So if you're a student, a member of staff that's associated with our MPharm programme, or even a little bit further afield, you'll hopefully have realised that our MPharm programme has undergone quite a significant change over the course of the last year or so. And one of the key changes in relation that relates to the amount of experiential learning that will be taking place. So there will be much more opportunity for placement in the MPharm degree for students and students will be going out earlier um, in the degree on placement and for a longer amount of time as well. Um, to help our students, we will be providing a range of classes, um, support materials that will be accessed um, over the course of the years um, ahead of placements and to prepare students before we do go forward. But these podcasts will hopefully help with that as well. So in this particular podcast, in the first of these two, we will focus on providing our students with a little bit of additional information and delighted to be joined by three experts who I will be um, asking some some important questions about experiential learning off. So we've got Fiona Hughes, who's a senior lecturer here at the School of Pharmacy and the lead for experiential learning here at the School uh, at Queen's, Professor Oshin O'Hare, who is the clinical education pharmacist lead for Northern Ireland as well, and Patricia Holden, who is another senior lecturer here at Queen's and also the lead for the Northern Ireland. Ireland Community Pharmacy Undergraduate Placement Network. So thanks very much to the three of you for joining us for this one. Um, I guess it's probably not a bad idea to start straight into some of the questions and chat about experiential learning and uh, maybe answer some of the burning questions that students will have as they're starting to think about going out on their first placement. Maybe start a little bit from the basics um, here, Fiona, in terms of why are we expecting students to do experiential learning? What's the point of that? Um, and really, what is the overall purpose in, in terms of what we're expecting students to get from this? Thanks, Dan. Um, experiential learning or placement, as we sometimes refer to it as, has so many benefits. And we're really excited that students are now getting an opportunity to do it earlier and also to do more of it during the M Farm. First of all, it presents an opportunity for students to imagine themselves as pharmacists, really, to imagine their future role. And this is really important because it contributes to the development of professional identity. This gives you something to aim for in terms of professional development and motivation. It really helps us whenever we know what it is we want to be and how we want to be it. And so placement is so important for this. Secondly, it's a really rich learning opportunity. Sometimes we only think of learning as happening when we study or we're in a classroom or when we're reading books, etc. But we're actually learning a lot of the time, especially in response to new experiences. And you're exposed to new experiences all the time during experiential learning. You gain an understanding of the role of the pharmacist in every sector. And you also begin to understand the role of all of the members of the multidisciplinary team as well. And really importantly, you begin to understand the diversity that's out there, particularly in terms of patients and their very individual needs. Okay, great stuff. Thanks very much. I think that's a pretty good overview about why these students are going out and actually doing all of this sort of stuff. I guess the the next question in relation to that really kind of does centre around the purpose so to you a little bit. And uh, Roshan, I think maybe you had something to add with respect to what students will maybe do when they're out in the hospital setting as well? No, ab- absolutely, Dan. Yeah, thanks very much. So uh, at university, as, as Fiona said, I mean, you're obviously, you're, you're learning, you're gaining a lot of knowledge and you're starting to develop a lot of your new skills and you'll get a chance to practice those in a simulated environment. But as Fiona has already said, the richness of being in experiential learning and actually on site with real people and real patients. They get all that complexity that we just cannot 
you know, simulate really here at university. So they get to see all of that, all the sights and smells of being in the workplace and having to react and make decisions in real time. So it's really, really important for students to have a go. And, and sometimes they might feel pretty confident, actually, in a skill in a university setting. And then it can just look and feel and smell completely different whenever you go into the experiential setting. And that's what it's all about. And you might see somebody doing something and saying, oh, yeah, we just do it a little bit differently here. And it's finding out why. So why does that happen with that particular patient or in that particular setting? And that's just the richness that Fiona's already talked about. And that's something that we just can't predict and teach. And so it's really important for students to do that. The other thing is that sometimes students will come across things that they haven't been taught yet at university and they experience them for the first time in a practice setting. So we talk about chicken and egg, you know, where do you see it first? Sometimes students can be a little bit anxious about that and say, I don't have the knowledge on this yet. And I say, it doesn't really matter. You're going to learn it with me first. And then isn't that great when you go into Fiona's lecture, Sharon's lecture, Dan's lecture, you'll know that. You'll go, oh yeah, I know about that. And you get to then think about the learning you've already brought to that and how that will help you understand so much better than you would have done maybe before. So that's really important as well. The other thing is just talking to your peers, your future peers. You're a future pharmacist. You're now dealing and speaking to other professionals within your own profession and then outside of that and thinking through why they've made the decisions they had, you know, and why did they do that just slightly differently from what you thought NICE guidelines said? You know, why is why is that different in that patient? So all that stuff is all the, some of the similar stuff. And I won't tell you everything that you're going to hear in <laughs> EL, but that's a little snippet as to what you're going to come across. Best not to spoil a surprise for Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. We've mentioned smells a few times there, Roisin, so hopefully they're <laughs> more on the pleasant side of things. Um, so with that all in mind, I think that's a great overview in terms of why we're expecting students to do that experiential learning and really what it is in a nutshell as well i think a lot of students who are listening to this podcast will probably be quite curious about what they'll be expected to actually do when they're out there so you know you've both mentioned about getting you know sort of hands-on and doing some things that they might not necessarily be able to do when they're with us here at the school at queen's so can you tell us a little bit about what students would be expected to do when they're out on those placements and, and how they're maybe going to be looked after as they're doing that yeah so Dan, we wanted to make sure that during experiential learning, that during placement, students are involved in the activity of the workplace. Um, so previously, maybe students would have spent a lot of time completing workbooks or other activities away from patients when they were in placement. They weren't really there long enough, I guess, to really get involved, whereas now it's different. And so the approach to experiential learning has evolved as well. And we wanted to make sure that we made the most of the opportunity for the, for the different type of learning that takes place whenever you're on site in practice settings. So first of all, the practice supervisors that will be looking after the students whenever they're on placement, they're all pharmacists and they've got rich experience of the setting that they're in. And they have a really, really good experience of patients as well. So we definitely wanted to make sure that students had a really structured opportunity to engage in feedback with these pharmacists and to do this in a structured way. So we wanted students to be able to talk to a pharmacist about the way that they approach a task or a practice and understand the decisions that the pharmacist makes in relation to that, because it's different in every single situation. We have developed, that's Russian and myself, have developed a framework of entrustable professional activities. So that's these are comprised of milestones that are practices that you need to be able to do basically on the way to becoming a registered pharmacist. So those entrustable professional activities are practices that a pharmacist carries out all the time in every sector. For example, counselling a patient, for example. And students will undertake this while their practice supervisor observes them. 
The practice supervisor will then ask the student how they think it's gone. So it's really important that students are ready to talk to the practice supervisor about their own performance. Um, and the students must consider this before they discuss how they think it's gone. So they're able to reflect in the moment and then discuss it with their practice supervisor. And this conversation is a really great opportunity for learning for students and actually for the pharmacists as well. So the practice supervisor will explain how they might have approached it. They'll signpost the student perhaps to helpful references. Um, they'll maybe direct them to some other reading to do with the intention of discussing it further. Importantly, they're going to help the student to understand what they can do to be even better the next time they undertake the activity. Yeah, Fiona, and I think, I mean, obviously the EPAs are really important. They're the scaffold and the structure of the placement process, <clears throat> but the entire placement is a melting pot of learning opportunities. So what I would just say is absolutely do the EPAs take the feedback communicate with your practice supervisor but immerse yourself in the environment um, you're not shadowing people you're doing you're not pretending to be a pharmacist you are learning how to be a pharmacist you're learning how to talk to people communicate with people patients other members of the team um, other healthcare professionals perhaps other students depending on, on where you're at you're learning how to make decisions and as Roshin says you're given an opportunity to ask the why behind some decisions which is just it, it's an amazing opportunity there is unpredictability of healthcare so every sector every placement will have a slightly different offering and as Roshin said just because you haven't learned about it or you don't know about it at uni don't shy away from that don't make that that make you nervous uh, embrace it ask the questions if for example in the community placement if there's uh, drug addict services if there's uh, some kind of other service going on if the pharmacy inspector visits ask the questions immer you know immerse yourself in that so each placement is a point of the journey so as well as kind of consolidating what you've already learned it's that opportunity to embrace what you don't yet know and um, so the whole the whole part the whole placement is is immersive and is a learning opportunity for you we've covered now why students are doing placements what the purpose of that is what our students can expect whenever they're actually out on that placement um which is a great start i think if we know our students well they'll now be thinking well okay that's great but what can i do before i get out on that placement what sort of prep do i need to do what sort of additional prep could i do um to make sure that i'm, I'm really really well placed to have a good time and a successful placement so is there any sage advice any bits of, of activity that students could be getting involved in to make sure that they are in that good place before they actually do make it out on the placement absolutely dan absolutely and i think probably the most important thing is the mindset and so as, as patricia's already said we're, we're sort of and also fiona earlier we're, we're we're trying to move away from observation and i think because of the shorter placements before we were kind of in that situation where students didn't really have the experience to be as active and now we don't have that we've got a longer period of time and we want everyone to go in ready to have a go and to just to really as genuinely have a go i mean you are gonna you've already been taught most of the things that you're going to be doing when you're on placement you've already had a go here at university and in a simulated environment and you have the knowledge from either pre-placement workshops or online um, articulate courses that we've developed that are on your on on canvas on the vle and a lot of reading that you can have a go beforehand and i, I know i've said it's a little bit different when you're in practice and it will be but have a go and one thing we talk about is that you know learning's not linear so you might have a go and it goes really really well and that is brilliant and well done don't then think i can do that now you know because the next patient might be completely different and isn't that great okay wouldn't it be so boring if they were all the same but be prepared for your pharmacist to say well done have another go all right try the next one and if that doesn't go well 
you know what, that's all right. You talk to the pharmacist about what they think you could do differently next time. And I think the most important thing in terms of preparation for that is your communication and your consultation skills. So you've all had loads of practice here with us in all the various classes. So PP and all the different RTS, all the different ones that you've done so far and other workshops as well about communication. Have a think about what that was like. Have a think about just maybe if you work in a pharmacy or you work in a retail setting, how you interact with people, how you start conversations, how you explore something when the patient says something or the person you're speaking to says something, eye contact. It's all of that soft stuff and you can practice that with your friends, with your family, family with your housemates who whatever it is and the mirror rushing I always think yeah even if you have to practice in the mirror absolutely (laughs) and it's the listening part isn't it you know when you say something and you really have to listen to what the person says because if you say you know um, can you tell me about your medicines and they say you know I take this this and this but do you know that one I don't really take that and you don't go great and take your list (laughs) because actually you want to know well why are you not taking that one You know, maybe it's fine that they're not taking it, but maybe it's not. So the listening and the eye contact, all that stuff is really important. Okay, and you've got the time to do this. You're here for a period of time to have a go. And no one is expecting you to be perfect. In fact, what would the pharmacist supervisors be doing if you were perfect? They are (laughs) delighted to have a listen and to offer their sage advice, as Dana said, to try and help you just to perfect all the little bits that you're doing and learning. Okay, so really be, 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 you know, be aware of that and they are there to help you. So early learning before you go from a second degree perspective is going to focus on the core skills that, if, that makes up really what a pharmacist does in a, in a secondary care setting. So medication history, counselling, which occurs in all sectors of pharmacy. So really have a go at those core things and you'll feel a little bit of confidence because you know what to do and those are you know safe spaces for you. And as I said, there will be other things that you do and that's all right and you'll try them when you get there. I think one other thing to think about is you know if you know what time and place to meet somebody, Try and be there at time, you know, be there, be ready, be prepared, have your booklet with you if there's a booklet to bring, um, you know, be in your scrubs, all that stuff. So all of that, you know, gives a good impression to the team that you're meeting and then they can start to rely on you and they want to engage with you as part of the team that you're in. Yeah, Roshin, I would absolutely agree. Um, So those first impressions count, but it is more than just impression management. It's about what you can do yourself to feel as confident as possible and preparation is key for that so it's preparing um, fundamentally preparing educationally so as Roisin says engaging in any of the pre-brief um, activities that the university are running or tasks or pre-reading or anything engaging in that knowing that you're you're sort of placing yourself at, at the best to um, engage in all of the learning think about the logistics so let's go back to the real practicalities phone ahead certainly in um Community pharmacy, phone ahead uh, of your placement, introduce yourself, find out all those practical things, find out what time you're expected to be there, find out about car parking. Is there another student you could car share with, perhaps? How far is the car park from the pharmacy? Counting that into your time, your timekeeping, you know, working backwards. Um, if you're using public transport, what is, what's the uh, timetables like? How, again, how long does it take to walk from the bus stop or the train station to the pharmacy? Um, all of this will help you to arrive poised, relaxed and just much more um, able and willing to learn as well as that very good first impression which is a, an adult bonus obviously but you're in a much better place then to to move in and embrace all of the placement can offer you. And I think also as well just be students should be reassured that you are recognised as learners so I know we're really emphasising that you know we want you to take part and be part of the team and contribute to the workplace activity 
and we want you to aim high. We want you, as you know, Patricia and Roshina both said, we you know we're doing our best to prepare you and have you ready for all of that. But you don't have to be perfect, and I think Roshina, you did say that. But nobody is expecting you to be perfect. Um, they are expecting lots of questions, um, a real eagerness to try things out, looking around you, looking for opportunities. So you're not passively waiting for someone to maybe direct you towards something that you're having a look around, that you're talking to people, basically just getting involved as much as possible. Um, we're also expecting that you're really open and vocal when you're at the limits of your knowledge and skill. So it's really, really important as well that you know when you're not sure or you ha- really don't know what to do, that you make sure that you don't kind of pretend or just keep you know, going on ahead because you think someone's going to be cross if you don't do it. Stop and ask for help and advice from whoever it is that's around to help you. So again, practice supervisors, the team in the ward are fully expecting students to do that and they should feel reassured that that kind of learner status, that everyone respects it as well, Dan. Great stuff. So I think that's provided a pretty good overview explainer of, of what students can expect both during their placement and, and how they can prep ahead of time. I think, as you've all mentioned, this podcast really will help to complement the materials and the activities that will be done um, both before placement and, and, and maybe following up after those as well. So I think at this point, hopefully we've we've done a good job in making sure that students are prepared and feeling a little bit more calm about getting out into placement so that they can make the most of it and, and kind of can aim high, Fiona, as you've said as well. So I'll take this opportunity just to say thanks very much uh, to Fiona, to Roisin and to Patricia for all of the uh, information and advice that's been provided in this podcast and as I mentioned this is the first of, of two that will be centred on our experiential learning placements uh, with the, the next podcast um, providing some similar advice to our placement providers so thanks very much to the three of you again for all of that and we'll um, speak to you again on the next podcast so thanks very much for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Dan.